0: Nestlers, welcome back to another episode on the Girl Hustle Project. I've been on a roll this week. I have so many ideas and episodes I'm going to be sending your way in the month of June. By the way, I can't believe it's June. How are we already in June? So crazy. But I feel like the theme in my mind that I've been running with for ideas for this month have been on the mentality side of getting results. So many people can throw workouts and nutrition and everything your way, but A lot of programs don't address the mind side of getting results and not just in health and fitness, but in every area of your life. And I think one of the biggest topics that is least addressed is the mental side of pain and discomfort that comes with getting results. Pain obviously sucks. No one typically enjoys pain and everyone's pain tolerance is different. But what I've learned about my own experiences with pain mentally and physically is that pain isn't always bad and that it can actually be used for power and productivity. Pain doesn't have to keep you stuck and it doesn't have to discourage you because it can actually propel you forward to distances you never imagined were possible. So, pain to me now isn't a bad thing. And I'm gonna talk about this today, how you can turn your own pain into a fuel source that will set you up for a lifetime of success. Not even kidding, it's gonna be epic. Because when you experience pain and uncomfortable situations, if you push through it and make it out to the other side, your mind learns something. First, it learns that pain is temporary, And second, it learns its limits. So when you encounter it the next time, your mind is like, okay, been there, done that, we got this. In a way, it's a level of confidence in yourself that you'll reach and keep leveling up every time you endure pain and you get to the other side. I love the song, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger because that's what I'm talking about here. So basically what that means is that pain is like our, it's like our mental immune system. The more we're exposed to it, the stronger we become. We shouldn't avoid situations that will take us out of our comfort zone. If anything, we should be daily looking for ways that keep us out of our comfort zone. I'm sure you're like, okay, Christy, you're kind of making sense, but you're kind of crazy too. So I want to actually let you into some of my own private and painful experiences so I can demonstrate how grateful I actually am for the pain that I've been through because it's taught me how resilient I am. And I'm only speaking from experience here. So if this specific scenario that I'm gonna talk about doesn't necessarily resonate with you personally, I hope that you can at least take what I'm saying and apply it to your specific situation. Because the biggest problem with a lot of people who say they want to change, whether it's in their body, their relationship, or their career, but when they face the line of fire and see what it's actually going to cost to change, they fold like a deck of cards. They quit. They revert back to what was comfortable and they stay stuck. So the coolest part about what I learned from my own pain mental lessons, I guess you could call them that, is that I have been able to apply those lessons to every area of my life. So bottom line is, if you want to change or get through something, there is a price to pay. And you'll pay it in time, you'll pay it in your pride, you'll pay it in sweat, you'll pay it in sacrificing comforts. All of these in some way are a form of pain. Okay, so for example, it's super, super easy to say, I wanna lose 20 pounds and you start a new routine, but talk is cheap. The real cost of change and losing 20 pounds is when you get four days in or three weeks in and it starts to get hard and it hurts. That's when you really test if you're really ready to pay the fee to change. And most people aren't ready to pay and that's why they quit. What I have found is that when you, are ready to pay that fee, typically you've come to a place at rock freaking bottom, like bottom of rock freaking bottom. It's only then that you are truly ready to pay at whatever cost to get those results. There have been two instances in my life um, that really stand out to me, where I have said enough is enough, and I was willing to endure and pay whatever, Ever I needed to to get out of my situation. The pain of being in that situation far outweighed the pain of what I knew I was going to have to endure, if that makes sense. I'll explain that here in just a second. So the first instance was deciding it was time to leave my husband of seven years. And I don't talk a ton about my divorce, but I do want to let you into this point in my life um, where I did say enough was enough. I remember very, very clearly I was standing in Uh, my kitchen at the time in our house in Ohio. And we had been to this point before. It wasn't new territory. About every two years, I feel like into our marriage, we had hit a choice to stay or part ways. So in previous years, I was just too scared. I was too scared and uncertain of my future if I left. I wasn't sure if I was ready to pay the price of starting a new life, endure the pain of heartbreak, the pain of embarrassment, really, and everything that it would encompass. I, To be honest, I was a coward to the price of pain to get out of that situation. And a huge reason I chose to stay in the times before, yes, I loved him. He was a great friend. He was a good provider. But we had fundamental issues that couldn't be ignored. But I was willing to stay and keep working and pay that price over the alternative of paying the price of leaving. So at this point, like flashing back forward, in Ohio, we were here again. I was standing in one corner of the kitchen. I remember the dogs were by my feet and he was on the other end of the kitchen. I had been crying for days. I was exhausted. But in this moment, my voice was steady and I felt oddly calm. And we had been going back and forth for, I don't know, like 30 minutes or so, I can't really remember. But all I remember is that he finally said, what do you want to do? Do you want to stay or do you want to go? And in this moment, my, my heart started to quicken. And this wasn't the first time he had asked me this question, but it was the first time that I knew my answer was going to be different. And in the past, I would say, I'm going to stay. We'll figure it out. I'll try harder, do better. And I knew that deep down that it was mostly my pride talking and me being a coward. I was too afraid to leave the comfort of the reality that I knew. But this time, it was different. I, I was at rock bottom with myself, and I was done. I was tired, like I said, and I wasn't scared of what would come with my decision. I didn't care about my ego, what people would think. I didn't care if I had to clean toilets to make money. I was willing to pay the price of whatever it was going to cost to get me out. And I remember I was standing there, and the words just fell out of my mouth, and I calmly said, I think it's time for me to go. And in that moment and decision, although my heart was already broken broken and I could see his heart was breaking, and it it was just a splintering pain. And I I had never felt anything like it before. But what was odd that I found from it was that the same pain that I was feeling in my heart was also coursing through my veins, almost like an adrenaline rush because I knew once those words had fallen out of my mouth, there was no going back. And I felt the pain of the heartbreak fueling me into my next move. Immediately, my mind was already compiling a list of to-dos. I needed to get a job and I needed to make a plan to get out. That pain that I had been so afraid to face in years before immediately became my fuel source. I felt like I had taken back control of my life in six words. And it, it was su- such a powerful moment because at the, the lowest of what I felt like, I, it was the low of the low of my life. It really was. And in that low, low moment, I felt my strongest and my most powerful. I was tunnel visioned. I was focused. It was like I had been given a new breath of air. It's, it's really, really hard for me to explain. Anybody who's been through this situation understands. So anyway, I, I hadn't waitressed in seven years, but I knew I could get a job pretty quickly. And so I applied at Buffalo Wild Wings. I was hired almost immediately on the spot. And um and I know I talk about this quite often, but it was such a pivotal point in my life getting this job again, because I hadn't really worked in seven years. I really had it. And what was so pivotal about this was the pain that came next with this job. And if you've ever had a job where you're on your feet all day long, you're gonna hear me loud and clear with this. When you go from not working at all or having a desk job to standing or just being constantly on your feet for eight to 10 hours at a time, the acclimation is brutal. My first week on that job was excruciating. I would start my shift around 3 or 4 p.m. And I would I would go until 1 or 2 a.m. I was always staying late for girls who wanted to go early because I wanted the money. I was willing to pay in time because I didn't have a choice. Every dollar I earned was a dollar closer to me leaving. And so I was paying in time. I was willing to be there. So I'd be running around the, the restaurant for hours and hours. And by the time I'd get home and try to sleep, my feet, oh my gosh, my feet would be throbbing. I remember every night I would crawl into bed and Athena was already curled up on her side and I would just lay there with my head on her side and I would just feel the throbbing of my heartbeat and my feet and my shins ached and the pain was so loud that it would take me forever to finally fall asleep. And when I'd wake up, it was time to hit the gym and get ready to do that all over again. And by the time it was time for me, by the time it was time for me to go to work, I would slip my boots, my work boots, back on the following day, and my feet would instantly feel the sore spots again and start aching. And I just, as I laced them up, I would tell myself this: I would say, "This is what hustle is. This is what it's going to cost." And so I would say that to myself, I would shut up my mind immediately, I'd bite down and I would walk out the door. The pain fueled me to keep going. So in this particular time of my life, not only was I enduring the internal pain of heartbreak, which was divorce, and to me, divorce is very similar to dealing with feelings of death. You go through the entire grieving process, and it was a pain I had never experienced before. No one truly understands the phrase heartbreak until you go through something like this. I had no idea any emotional pain could be so physical. And then on the flip side, I was dealing with actual physical pain of doing hard and honest work again. So in these moments, it would have been way easier for me to quit and humble myself and go back to my husband and and beg him to take me back and just to take the path of least resistance, it would have been easier. But I held on to that vision I had of what my new life could be. Any time I felt pain during those questioning moments of doubt of was I making the right decision, the pain was an indicator that I was growing. I was growing out of my situation. I was growing out of my comfort zone, and it was satisfying. It fueled me to keep working, to keep going, to bite down and just show some grit. And what it really taught me was that pain is temporary. It always is. When you can accept that, you'll be able to push through the moments you don't think you're going to make it through, and you will, if you can accept that the pain will end eventually. The pain also taught me to do the opposite of my instincts, which would be to stop and would be to quit. So instead, it was like a whisper saying, the pain you feel right now is the price you're paying for your future and your freedom. And I was okay with it. I was okay with that pain because I knew it was going to end eventually. But I didn't know what my future... Let me back up. I didn't know when the pain was gonna end, I just knew that there had to be a light somewhere in the tunnel. So I didn't, again, like I didn't know what my future was gonna be like back then, but I had faith that I would figure it out. And I knew that pain was gonna be a part of the fee. I just didn't, I accepted it. So having pain doesn't always have to be negative. Pain can be used for good, and it's proof that you are changing. So let's flip this back to fitness. I always tell my clients, Get comfortable being uncomfortable because change is not comfortable. It's just not. But in my own life, in my own fitness journey, the second time in my life where I had hit the bottom of rock bottom was actually last fall in 2019. I was battling hard with Hashimoto's. I was struggling again with emotional eating from stress. My body was inflamed. And I honestly, I just felt like crap. I was sleeping horribly and I, I was just a mess and I didn't want to be seen spiraling and deep down I knew what was happening. I was avoiding the pain of the work I knew I needed to do in the discipline and because I was avoiding it, it was causing me different types of pain, which was not sleeping well, feeling like crap, you know, those types of pains and embarrassment too, because I felt like I didn't, I was losing control of my life again. So I knew that What was happening was that I had stopped the habits that I had built over years, and I had just been flying day to day, thinking that the work I had done in the gym and kitchen for the past few years, it would carry me through this moment in my life, and it didn't. And I remember I was sitting and thinking, after seeing that I had tipped the scale at my heaviest again, I was just like, okay, enough is enough. I am only as good as I am today. And that shook me. I'm going to say that again. I'm only as good as I am today. It doesn't matter what I did yesterday. It doesn't matter what I do tomorrow. It matters what I do today. And that applies to you too. You're only as good as you are today. From, so from that day on, I said, I only want to be remembered about what I do today. And I needed to step up and I knew that. So I looked myself in the mirror and I said, Christy, you either need to get your shit together or you need to accept where you're at and be happy. Because I was miserable. And once I said that to myself, get it together or accept where you're at and be happy, I was like, okay, there's no way I'm going to accept this. No way. I was not happy with where I was at. I was exhausted. I felt like I was running on fumes. So I, I dusted myself off. I looked at myself in the mirror again and legit said, I will not lose to you. I was talking to myself. I said, I will not lose to you. And this new emotional pain lit me up. The pain or idea of being defeated by my own mind after everything I had been through, I was like, no way, not today, Satan. I knew that if I wanted to get where I needed to go, I needed to step up and get back into being uncomfortable and grind it out. I had run cross country. I had run half marathons. Like I know the type of pain. I know the type of pain I can physically endure. I've competed and I've dieted extremely for shows. I know the type of mental pain that I can endure. I've been through a freaking divorce and I came out through on the other side. I know what kind of emotional pain I can endure. I have been through so much in my short 29 years that in that, that moment, I was so frustrated with myself that I was giving into pain and discomfort that weren't even on the same level as to what I've endured in my past. So I was really honestly just ticked at myself and I was ready to go full steam ahead. My unstoppable switch had slowly turned itself off and I did a 180 and I flipped that switch back on. So here's what I did. I cut out alcohol completely. I had been getting a drink or two with dinner on like every weekend, but I was seeing the patterns because when I drank, I ate a lot more chips and salsa. Then I felt like crap the next day. It was just a cycle. So I, not only did I cut out alcohol, I also cut out all cheat meals for a few months. I started taking my cardio more seriously, I stopped mindlessly eating at night, and I started going to bed early. That was a big one. Um, No more late nights. I was setting my alarm early. So basically what I was doing, I was building back my routines that I had let slip away. And I, to this day, I don't even need an alarm clock. I get up around six, I drink my coffee, I journal for about 10 minutes, and then I read for about 30 minutes. And I typically read mentality books. Um, Right now I'm reading the book Can't Hurt Me. I'll leave the link in the description. It is so fantastic. If you're feeling sorry about your own situation, this, this book is going to make you love your life and know that you can endure anything. So I will leave that link in the description if you're looking for a good read. So other things that I do still is I pre-log my foods, I make sure I'm getting a gallon of water in, I work out. I do everything I know I should be doing, even when I don't feel like it. Because what I have learned is that the pain of getting it done is far less painful than the alternative of feeling like crap. So on the nights where I'm like, oh, you've done so good, a spoonful of peanut butter or a handful of M&Ms, it's not going to be a big deal. I just think, nope, this is the price that needs to be paid to get to where I want to go and stay there. That's the key. So when I'm thinking to myself, oh, I'm tired, should I work out? I just say to myself, you were more tired of how crappy you felt not getting stuff done, so get moving. Basically, I adopted the mindset of do it anyway. Do it anyway. Whenever I feel myself trying to, you know, cut myself some slack or cut corners, I say do it anyway. I love the saying, success is never owned, the rent is due every day. And rent, it's the price you have to choose to pay, no one else can pay it for you. So if you're like, oh, should I do cardio? Oh, should I, should I, you know, eat outside my macros? You need to make the right choice and do it anyway. Uh, even when you don't feel like it. Because that's the price. It, that's the price of results and keeping results. And the crazy part is, is that we feel pain in every area of our lives. But it's our choice to channel that energy into something good and productive. So when I feel the pain of the stress of work, I remember when my ex told me my degree would be useless even though he supported me getting an education, he made it very clear that he would be the sole provider and the one in charge, that I would never be able to take care of myself as a personal trainer. And you know, when you get told that so many times, you believe it. So for the many years I was with him, I cut myself short. I didn't believe that I would be able to make something of myself. And when I left him, he asked me what I was going to do and where I'd live. And I just said, I'll figure it out, but I'll be successful. Maybe he believed me, maybe he didn't, but the pain of his words have never left me. If anything, I got to thank him because it worked like reverse psychology. I was like, oh, you don't think I won't be able to take care of myself? No problem. Not only will I be able to take care of myself, but I will create jobs for others. And I have. So in those times of doubt and stress and grind, in the long hours that I've put in, I have never faltered because the pain of not being taken serious or being told I wasn't good enough, I was willing to pay the price of whatever I needed to turn that pain into my power. Quitting has never been an option and it never will be. So if you've ever seen the movie Inception, I know I'm like kind of all over the place, but. Just like, hang with me. Um, If you've never seen it, you need to see it, first of all. But you'll know that every person in that movie carries a token with them. And I believe Leonardo DiCaprio carries a chess piece with him, and he just keeps it in his pocket. So when he's in the dream, he knows that based on if that token falls with gravity or not, he'll know if he's in a dream or in reality. It's such a great movie. Watch it if you have no idea what I'm talking about and then come back and re-listen to this. So basically, my point is, is that I have a token and it's on my keychain, and it's my old Buffalo Wild Wings carabiner that I used to use for work. It's my own personal reminder of how far I've come and it brings me back to reality of everything that I've endured, the pain I've pushed through, the pain that has led me to be here relaying the story of my experiences to you with the hopes that you'll be able to take whatever pain you're enduring into your own superpower so you can be whoever you want and do whatever you want. If you're willing to pay the price, channel that pain. There is nothing that can stop you, intimidate you, or talk you out of your dreams. Just remember, everything you need to succeed is already inside you. Until next time, hustlers. I'm living great. Everything I do, I do in the first place. I'm living great. Everything I do, I do in the first place.